On today's Sports and Rec, we talk about the NFL preseason and make some early predictions for the upcoming season, review the Malice at the Palace Netflix doc and Space Jam 2 before discussing some smaller NBA news stories, and talk about Major League Baseball's Field of Dreams game and give some ideas of our own for future promotional games. We also continue our Parks and Rec rewatch with a discussion of episodes 17, 18, and 19 of season 6. Hope you enjoy the pod. To Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Restivo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Thursday, August 19th. Football is officially back. We had our first preseason games. Hard Knocks is on HBO, my Cowboys. Uh, and what are your thoughts on preseason so far? How does it feel to have football back in our lives? Great to have football back, talking about it, say, you know, NFL, and then that means college football is right behind it. Um, Steelers got a win against the Eagles. Still don't like Mason Rudolph, but Dwayne Haskins looked serviceable as a backup quarterback. Um, so excited for the Steelers. Still think they'll finish like eight and eight this year, but um, Not, good no five hundred records. <laughs> no, it's nine and eight, or it's seventeen. Oh, you're right, seventeen. So they'll finish eight and nine. <laughs> Below five hundred, even worse. Below five hundred. Yep. Did you actually put a lot of weight in the preseason games? I know you're like, oh, Dwayne Haskins looks okay. Like, I, I've never even watched preseason football. I like seeing some of the draft picks, um, if they can get some reps. Um, I think every team has issues that they need to address. So you either sign a big name or you do it through the draft, and those draft players need to get reps. Um, the Niners, you know, saw a ton out of their draft pick under center. Um, people were pumped to see fields um for the bears so i don't put any stock in it like the ravens have an 18 game winning streak in um preseason games so no i don't like putting stocks in the scoreboard but um you can see some good things out of players that might you know make that roster make a difference on the back end yeah i I think it really shows for the the rookie quarterbacks um or any um definitely on the quarterback side of things but definitely for the rookie quarterbacks um yeah, I think that's where most of the conversation has been kind of talking about fields put up a pretty impressive performance, two touchdowns, um, you know, 14 for 20 passing. So my uh, my Justin Fields jersey um, <laughs> is look, I don't have one, but like uh, the one <laughs> I would get because uh, I think he's going to be good. Um, Trey Lance looked pretty good with a long touchdown pass. Zach Wilson, I guess, has been okay. Trevor Lawrence, okay. Nothing like stand out about them, but 
Um, but yeah, I think that's that's where the more interesting stuff, like the Cam Newton Mac Jones battle for quarterback at, at the Patriots, is going to be an interesting one. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I don't put too much weight into any of that stuff. Um, what are your? Let's do some predictions. Uh, I know it's very early. Injuries still generally happen during this time. Sometimes major ones that really crush people's fantasy dreams and other team seasons. Um, let's do who we think will win each division. And then we'll go back with conference championships and then Super Bowl picks. Um, but we'll start with run through all your division picks and then I'll do my division picks and then we'll hit the next two after that. All right, uh, AFC East, I'll go uh, Bills, AFC West, no-brainers, the Chiefs. Uh, the North is a tricky one, um, but I think I'm going to go Browns. Um, AFC South, you got to like all the moves the Titans made, so I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, NFC East, always a tough one to pick, but I think... You'll like this one. I think I'm going to go with Cowboys in the NFC East. Um, the West, I'm going to go with Rams. I want to see what Stafford does with that offense and a very solid defense. In the North, Packers will find a way to get it done. And then the South, the Bucks. I'm not picking against Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, AFC, I had Bills, North. Uh, I was also thinking the Browns for that one. I think maybe healthy OBJ, um, Odell, um, Beckham Jr. OBJ will be good for them. Uh, the South I was struggling with. I'll go just to be different. I'll go with the Colts and just feel, I, I like Frank Reich there and, and they made some good moves too, I think. So um, I'll go with the Colts and then definitely the Chiefs in the West. Uh, East is definitely like, that division is so bad. So like even me picking the Cowboys or you picking the Cowboys doesn't really mean anything. They could win that, win that division with a losing record um, potentially. So um, despite the fact that I also think maybe the Cowboys, it's either the Cowboys or the football team, the Washington football team. I don't think the other two really have a shot at it. It's definitely between the Cowboys and, and the Washington football team. I think the Eagles will be in the mix. Uh I'm not ready yet. I mean, I, I hope Hertz does well, um, despite him <clears throat> playing in my division. Uh, I, but I just don't think they have the team. Um, and then that coach is a strange, strange character. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll go Cowboys there, even though I don't feel great, uh, even with that pick, uh, same with the North the Packers. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of the same thing. He's don't bet against him right now. Um, the South looks bad without Drew Brees on, on the Saints. Um, Panthers would be an exciting team. Um, that's the team I'm going to keep an eye on. But, yeah, I'll go with Brady and the Bucks. And the West is the one that's the hardest one. I think that's going to be the oh, most interesting. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, I'm going to go 49ers here uh, in that one. So only, like, a couple uh, differences between our picks. So with that, um, let's go with – Conference championships, AFC, NFC. AFC, I'm going to go Bills, Chiefs. Uh, go with your Super Bowl pick, too. Who will no, win? I'm one? getting there. I'm thinking. Uh, why not? 
the Bills. The Bills are going to make the Super Bowl over the Chiefs. I was going to do that. I was hoping you were not going to have that same thing. Sorry. Okay. All right. What's your NFC? Uh, NFC will be Rams, Packers with the Packers against the Bills and the Bills beating the Packers. Wow. Okay. That's good. Um, I was so close to having the almost the exact same thing as you two. Um, I definitely have Bills, Chiefs. And this is nothing against the Chiefs. I'm just trying to be different because I think we could all pick the Chiefs to to win it all. And yeah, that's um, it's they're probably going to win it all. I'm trying to just choose something a little different. Uh, but uh, yeah, Bills, Chiefs. And I'll pick the Bills to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Um, thing to think about there too is I still am not fully if Josh Allen puts up another season like he did last year. I'm all in. Like he's like legit i'm not gonna think like oh that was last year was like his one season if he does it again this year um which i think he could do it uh i'm starting to he's starting to make me a believer um then uh like no no more doubting from me in that in that lens um the nfc was the one i was struggling the most with um i was between the packers you got brady again I'm surprised you didn't have him in the conference championship. Um, and then it's really the 49ers and the Rams are the other two that, um, but I think those are probably the top four teams. I just think this Aaron Rodgers stuff is too much. I was very close to picking the Packers to go to it. I just think it's, it's too much. I also can't pick break. I know we keep saying this. I just, there's, I'm picking someone. I'm picking against Brady. I know that's gonna probably end up being dumb, and he'll probably win his yep. eighth Super Bowl. But like, yep. I'll, I'll take my I'll take my losses and eat my words if it happens again. Like, just I'll just give him a standing ovation again. Like, just if you keep doing it, then like I, I, got oh, I will not clap left. for him. I'll just take my. Well, if he's able to do it again at like I don't know, it's nope, wild. Nope, I will not um, clap for that man. So yeah, I was between 49ers and Rams as well. I thought you were going to go Rams. So I hate that. Like we actually basically have the exact same Super Bowl pick, but I will say 49ers. Uh, no, Bills. I'm fucking picking the Bills. <laughs> I hate that we have the exact same. And we're we wearing the- off each other. We've been doing this now almost what, a year now. I know. I just, I. I 49ers, I think we'll get there. I think they're good. I love Shanahan. I love that team. Uh, Garoppolo is my question mark. And even if Trey Lance takes over and I like him as a quarterback for them too, it's hard to do that as a, as a rookie. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit for them. I don't think they're quite there. I think we'll see some flashes and they'll be competitive, but not ready to, not ready for them to make a run or I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. So those are good picks. Uh, I could definitely see after talking all of this out, I could be like, I can definitely see the bucks being in it again too. That'd be funny to see Tom Brady lose to the bills in the super bowl though. That'd be kind of funny. Not that it really changes his legacy, but just because he played against them in that division and kind of stopped them from being good for, for years in some ways. I mean, that's what people wanted. 
I think Eric, I think the Bills fans were like, shit, we're going to make the Super Bowl and we're going to have to play Brady again. We got rid of him, just didn't have to see him, and here he is again in our nightmares. Right. Be a good way for them to win their first, too, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's funny that we had the same picks uh, there. Um, so we'll see what happens. Long season. Um, going to be an interesting one with the 17 games, injuries. There's still the pandemic happening, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and if that has any role, um, in anything here. So, uh, but yeah, football's back. Um, and maybe I'm waiting for more episodes of hard knocks to kind of come on. I've never watched it before. Um, so, uh, like with the Cowboys doing it, maybe I'll give it a shot this year. So maybe we'll do some reviews of that once it's over. Um, NBA stuff, not too much going on there. we got summer league going on. Uh, similarly to NFL preseason. So we're at least seeing some of the rookies get out there, get some impressive dunks, some good performances, but nothing really to, to talk about there. Um, we did both watch the Malice and the Palace uh, doc on Netflix that just released a little over an hour um, there. just kind of a, mostly a conversation with uh, who was formerly Ron Artest. Um, now it's Meta Sandiford piece or Meta- something. I thought it was Meta World Peace. Did he change it? No, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, Meta Sandiford Artest is his name. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, But yeah, so conversation with him, Jermaine O'Neal, Steven Jackson, those are the primary people that we got to hear from. We also heard from one of the fans that got clocked um, and the fan that threw the beer. Or we didn't hear from him. We saw interviews with him and yep. con- like the police conversations about us. So a little bit more insight, uh, but definitely an interesting thing to look back on. I uh, definitely remember it fondly. Do you remember? Did you see it live? I don't think I saw it live, um, but I remember that it's all was on ESPN. Um, I think I don't know if I was watching someone else, but flipped over to it. Um, I mean... Pistons were sneaky, the team of the early 2000s. The amount of Eastern Conference finals they made, um, winning a ring. Um, great players on that team. And then that pace, I honestly forgot how good Jermaine O'Neal was. Like, he was one of the best in the league and a real up-and-coming talent. Pacers teams, I know they all, they always gave the Celtics fits in the early 2000s. Just couldn't figure them out. They were tough. They were a real tough team. Um, I enjoyed the documentary. You know, very cool to get all of them to agree to talk about that. And I'd say they were pretty open or gave, they gave their true feelings about the situation. Um, a little bit, I think. You know, I do think they got, I don't know if I want to say screwed over is the right word because they made decisions also in that situation that got completely and utterly out of control. I think there's enough blame to go around. Um, but they took this opportunity to say their piece, which they did. Yeah, I think it was really interesting to hear from from all of them and and get more details into the situation. Um, the guy that threw the cups, complete asshole, complete jerk. I'm oh, glad he got, 100%. especially his reaction afterwards, and then him blaming it on somebody else and letting it happen when uh, Artes uh, ran into the stands. Um, yeah, that. That guy's a jerk. Even the guy that came onto the court um, and went at him too. And like Jermaine O'Neal kind of like uh, kind of flew in from the side and clocked him in like the neck or whatever. Um, 
that guy too was kind of seemed like he was a little bit of a, a an asshole as well. Um, but yeah, just crazy to hear about all that stuff. Uh, punishments definitely. Uh, there seemed like there needed to be some, uh, but probably a little harsher. Um, definitely, we're protecting the fans more than the players in that situation, which I definitely don't agree with, and I don't think would happen today. I think they they would have definitely still been punished, but not in the severity that they were, and basically have it derail their season. Um, but I think they still get punished just as severe. Um, you think he gets think- like thrown out of the like he basically was missed the rest of the season. Yeah. He ran into the fans and punched someone in the face. Like he again, it's self-defense in, in some respect, it, somebody threw a cup at him and he jumped up and didn't know who threw it and just punched someone in the face. That fans an asshole and should have been punished harder, but I, you can't I don't know. That's a, I guess that's an interesting what if like run up into the stands and haul off and punch someone in the face i think security is much would be much more improved now um i don't think you're especially at the end going to have those fans on the court like that i think you have a perimeter much quicker and handled better um i think the what i'm more picture just got painted afterwards of them all just you know like being thugs i I think that picture is unfairly painted because i think everybody that was painted picture never was in a situation like that and doesn't know how they would react um i'm okay with severity the punishment that came down on i'm just probably not okay with the um the dialogue around the situation i don't think it's super fair because it's a bunch of people talking about a situation that they've never they've never been in a situation like that yeah no Um, the, the amount of people that have been the list is very short um and it was an absolute mess in there so plenty of blame to go around yeah, the commentary about it was really bad. It was, it was, um, that was, they kind of called that out in the documentary as well. Um, but that's like your point is like, we all like to think how we'd react in those situations too. It's like, um, why I think the office fire drill, uh, scene is so funny is because like you do all these practice scenarios where it's like, all right, calmly, uh, line up and go down the stairs. And, and this is what's going to happen. It's like, if there's a real fire, none of that's happening. We're not like lining up and being nice and like walking slowly where we're sprinting and getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> like it's going to be madness. Like, yeah. You can't expect people to act like rationally in an irrational situation. It's very difficult. Um, and I can't say how I would react in a situation like that either. I, I would probably be very scared and, and not really know what to do. Um, I do remember, we actually saw it live. Um, I was at our, like at the time we were in high school. So it was at Keeson's house. Um, and he were flipping through the channels and right at the moment we got to the ESPN thing, it was Ben Wallace shoving run our test. And like, we're like, Oh, it's Pacers. Like Pistons didn't care. So like, we like scrolled past it, but I'm like, well, hold on. There was look like there was about to be a, like a fight. So he like, like goes back down. I just wanted to see what was happening. It was, definitely progressing and literally saw it all happen in the moment. Like we were running upstairs to, uh, to be like, Hey, put it on ESPN right now. Like something wild is like going crazy right now. It was, it was crazy. Like we were able to like catch it, like as it happened, but I just remember like him flipping through it, seeing that moment, but Hey, Hey, go back for a second. I want to see what's going to happen with this fight. And it turned into what we ended up seeing, which was just uh, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, very, very cool uh look back at all that and good to hear from all these different people uh about the situation 
you're into that it's kind very of cool stuff. that they, they got them all in that documentary because i can imagine that being a situation where like players are like this is my past i don't want to talk about it again um yeah. and to get them all to agree to talk and it's and whether you agree with what they said or not they're they i thought they were very open i don't think there was anything they didn't answer um and you people can talk about their answers and whether they agree with them or not what they think but they were very open they gave me everything i want out of a documentary so um i liked it a lot i think it's worth a watch for people um especially for us who lived it and then i think for for people that maybe didn't live it or for this younger generation that weren't old enough to see it i think it's it's wild it was it truly was wild yeah it was talked about for a very long time uh afterwards as well um other things i also watched space jam 2 uh my review is it was not that good um but i mean it's a kid's movie so it's like hard to be like super harsh about it but definitely in terms of the storyline in comparison they just went very very high tech uh with everything um it was almost over the top i'm sure kids loved it um it just just I just thought it was like, I don't know how anyone would be able to really follow what was going on. I felt like the, the original Space Jam was very straightforward, even if it was ridiculous and absurd, like the concept, like that's to be expected. It was just much easier to follow and understand like why the things are happening. In this case, it was just like, wait, what? what what's happening? Do you think, so our generation, say I grew up with the Looney Tunes, like cartoons yeah. like that. Yeah, I watched them. I don't think they were as new as they would be, but I knew who Bugs and Tasmanian Devil and like all those characters were. Um, and then Michael Jordan, similar to LeBron James, biggest player at the time. Do you think this movie will have that kind of same nostalgia that it had? Like, I, the original Space Jam has nostalgia for me. Like, I remember when I was watching, I was younger. I watched it all the time. I think I wore that VHS out. Um, I totally get it. This movie is not made for you and me. Um, but I also don't think this generation knows who the Looney Tunes are before they even go into that movie or might have to like look up who the Looney Tunes are and why, why do we care about the Looney Tunes or what are the Looney Tunes? Yeah. Hard to say. I don't have kids, so I don't know what they watch for their TV shows. Now I think you're probably right. I don't think it's as available to watch as it was to us. Like that was a normal early morning, Saturday morning cartoon, like it was just on in the morning. So it was just, you were familiar with those characters. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what, if it is or isn't, uh, cause I don't like, I don't know. I don't look at Nickelodeon at usually at like 7 AM. Like, I don't know what's on <laughs> those channels or even like, I don't even know what other channels would be on for like kids cartoon network and, and that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't know what's on those channels. Yeah, um, same. so. I guess they could be, or maybe stuff on YouTube or maybe their parents share it with them. I, I, I would say you're probably right. It's hard for me to actually like definitively say anything. Um, but I would say more than likely you're, you're probably right there. They would, would have been better off. I don't know if there is another group of characters they could have used instead. Um, that would be more relevant to them. Like maybe even the Ninja Turtles are, are maybe slightly more, um, cause they've done some newer movies with the Ninja Turtles and stuff. Um, so like, yeah, like and that's, know. that's four players like you could have on your team. Um, 
So I don't know what other ones could have worked instead, but I mean, that's the only thing I can think of from our age group. That's still like kind of prevalent that and transformers, I guess, maybe power Rangers. I don't know if that's still a thing. I don't um, think so. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think the whole point is to have people that aren't probably athletic and all those people I just mentioned would be like good people to have on your team for fake characters. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm watching it. Yeah, I don't think you're you're missing out. I mean, it's good to have the context. So like sorry, what'd you say? I said I will read your review and I will use that as my viewing of Space Jam 2, <laughs> as as we both know it is. Yeah. No, I think that's um yeah, I think that was an interesting move. Like, why isn't it? Or you you have to you can't tie it back it's not to that. A well, you would know better. Was it a sequel? I don't know. Is that always what it is? Like when you say like a two after something? Usually. I'm trying to think something that was a two that wasn't a sequel. I mean, is Toy Story 2 a sequel? Yes, for sure. You think 100%. so? Same characters, same family, just a little bit of a different adventure, different storyline. Well, they. I'll say this. In the script, there's references loose references that they played a basketball game before okay so so like bugs bunny back. like bugs bunny's like it's been a while since i played with a like a former there's like a quote that he, it's like a very like one off like liner but i guess if you're claiming that i mean they clearly exist in the same universe the cinematic universe i can understand um lebron not wanting it to be too i guess I think it's an interesting choice. That's all. Yeah, I do. I think it's petty of him not to want to be two, but I could see him saying this is not two. I'm telling you, like everything. The beginning, they started off showing LeBron as a kid, just like the regular Space Jam did. Like the next thing, it's back and he's like an adult. Like I'm saying, like all of those things, like uh, like they they happen um, similarly. Like the the plots are different, but the plot like structure is basically exactly the same. So, um, but yeah, I just thought way too technical. Um, I just think like, like I was explaining this in my review, just the scoring was like the most annoying thing about it. It's like you'd see a play happen and then all of a sudden the score would go up like 75 points and then another play would happen and go like 30 points. It's like, how am I supposed to know like what's needed in order to like win this game? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, wait, how is this even working? Like, and then like, I already explained the ending in my write up in my newsletter, but it's like, then he does this crazy dunk from the three point line and dunks on the villain at the buzzer. And it's just a regular two points. Like the whole game, you've been giving like <laughs> multiple points. And then all of a sudden now you revert to like normal point scoring on that play. That makes zero sense. Like just because you had to have the score be one point higher. It's like, you could have it be like 80 points higher and just know that it happened at the buzzer. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just don't get that stuff. That stuff drives me nuts. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, I guess there's also like discrepancies with this regular space jam scoring too. Like they were down 10 with 10 seconds left. And then all of a sudden they're down like one with 10 seconds left without any play happening at one point in the game oh and there's one point where it just starts spinning and i forget the exact words it reads on the scoreboard there's like what's the point anymore something oh like yeah yeah so, yeah <laughs> is so, it even 
it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, there's weird stuff. I think the, the logic they use is like, well, they just like all your players got hurt at that moment, which is why Bill Murray comes in. And then it's like, maybe there were technical fouls and you just didn't see the foul shots, I guess. But like, <laughs> I mean, they weren't calling fouls that whole game. So I don't know what, what was going on, but like, that's what I mean. These are kids movies. You can't like get into logic altogether. I'm just like, because of the technical and how like over the top they were being with things, it was not as easy to follow. So I can just didn't find it as enjoyable, um, but fine for a kid's movie, but just like not good. Um, definitely prefer the regular space jam. And I think most of what I read for reviews seems to agree. So it's not just me either. Um, you know, it's, that's not an easy thing. Like no, MJ did it first. The first one's, normally the best one and then kind of like you know now lebron you're just doing the same thing there's it's just not going to be as good yeah i don't know if there's anything he could have done to change that narrative better players uh selected i think the players selected in this version will uh last longer um in longevity like those players will have careers that people will be familiar with over the long run Wow. So better players than the LeBron one. I think so. Like overall, like the total amount of them. Like you have Diana Tarazi, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson. What's the second one? Uh, Diana Tarazi, Anthony Davis, Clay okay. Thompson, Dame Lillard, and um, Anyeka Ngumake, um, who's. She's still early in her career, but I think she's been pretty impressive in her uh, first few seasons in the rear, in the um, in the WNBA. But like Tarazi, one of the best women's players, if not the best women's player of all time. Uh, Anthony Davis, likely to probably be a Hall of Famer based on his career trajectory. At this, he's very early in his career. Yep. Clay Thompson, and probably in at this point. Um, maybe needs to put together one or two more good years just to like really solidify it. But I think even maybe still he was on very relevant and important teams uh, of a, of a generation and played with a really important player in Steph Curry um, and Kevin Durant. And then Dame Lillard also probably in a, in a hall of famer at some point um, as his career winds on, just based on his pure stats and um, accolades that he's gotten. So I mean, Patrick Ewing, and- Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley, obviously Chuck like short though. What's that? I said, don't sell Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley short. No, I'm not. Those two are better than the players that are in space jam too. But I'm saying like, then you have Sean Bradley Muggsy Muggsy Bogues means a lot to our generation, but like no one remembers who that is. And Larry Johnson was good and has like relevancy because of his UNLV and like early Hornets years. Um, but like didn't have that exciting. He's not in the hall of fame. He's not like he put together that great of a career once he was in the NBA, but like, I remember him because that was who I grew up with. But like, if you were to put like, I'd say Anthony Davis, Dame Lillard and Clay Thompson and are all like better, like from the men's side. Ben, Larry Johnson. And Larry Johnson, yeah. Okay. Yes, and Larry Johnson. I would say that's... So I think you go one, two, Charles Barkley, and then the next three, four, five are basically all from 
the uh, from the Space Jam too. So I think overall the scoring, best, the second best player and all. Okay, maybe third best player in the two movies combined didn't even suit up. Can you? Larry name? Bird. Yes. Yeah, I know. I actually I wrote about that. I said I was like, actually, Larry Bird is in it, but because we didn't actually see him play basketball, I can't actually <laughs> count him. We also yeah, have, you yeah. could you could throw Bill Murray in there too. He had technically played basketball in the game. <laughs> or or newman from uh seinfeld he also played in a game and got like three points bottom of the list (laughs) he got three points he did he did get three points (laughs) uh but yeah so uh you can skip it if you want i'd say just watch the original it's fun um Other small basketball news. Uh, J.R. Smith is trying to go back to school. He actually skipped college to go to the NBA, so technically has college eligibility. Um, not necessarily in basketball. He's trying to play golf. Uh, I fully support it. Uh, J.R. Smith is a very fun character in the NBA world, and I would love to see him play, one, golf in college. I think that would drive a lot of eyes to, to college golf. Um, and then also to golf in general, because I think – why not for him to pursue a career in golf afterwards if he could? Uh, I think that'd be fun to get a character like him that would probably take his shirt off if he won the Masters uh, on 18 hole and and flex on. Uh, I think that would be hilarious. So, oh yeah, I think he'd be a ton of fun to watch. Um, I got into college. I think I got into college golf towards the end of the spring last year because um, not only do they do an individual championship, they do a team. They do a team match play championship which was a ton of fun to watch. Um, I watched the women's final and it was outstanding. Um, but yeah, more eyes in the college game. I think it'd be great. Those, those kids are studs. Um, and I think it'd be a lot of fun to see him out there also um, spread the game. I mean, him just mentioning he might, or he's trying to play in college. It was a buzzing all over social media and everything. And I saw a lot of positivity around it. So um yeah i'm all for it i would love to see jr competing at the college level do you think they ncaa will end up allowing it and i think the timing could end up working in his favor because i think in the past they would say no but because of the new rules they actually may work (laughs) i don't know the nli stuff doesn't really won't affect him really all that much um because, I mean, he's made his money. He has a ton of money. But he could still take more. Like, he could get new golf deals that he doesn't have before. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, because each state has a little bit different NIL laws. Um, but yeah, it's just another opportunity for him to make more money or to not slow his not slow his grind. Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to look into the compliance of it. I don't see him. Mean, he didn't go to college. He's not looking to play basketball. He hasn't gone pro in golf. I don't. And he doesn't play basketball anymore. Like, so he's not playing basketball right. at the he same doesn't, time. I don't know if, like, how would they take into effect, like, if he's played in a tournament and won money that went towards his charity, for example. Like, I don't know. Is that him winning money? The NCAA rules can get dumb and difficult so i hope something like that doesn't hold up his career or hurt the school like um as a byproduct i don't think that would i think they'll end up doing it i think it's getting a lot of press and a lot of people are excited about it so i think 
Hopefully they they. Let I it hope go. they do. The NCAA has a history of being no fun though, so we'll see. Yeah, hopefully they get this one right. My um, fingers crossed for it. Yeah, um, we mentioned some Warriors stuff just uh, quickly. There was a Draymond KD interview. Um, they both tried to seem to blame uh, Steve Kerr and and uh, Bob Myers, the GM, uh, for the reason why the real reason why the animosity um between the players ended up happening and why kd ultimately ended up leaving um you buy that (laughs) now um kd is more worried about his image and what other people think of him that he's had burner accounts on his own social media too he's coming for you yeah he's coming for you Uh uh-oh um, not more burners either though i will give him credit on that he's now just said fuck it i'm gonna use my real account and just go at people yeah do. <laughs> but he's so concerned about what other people think of him um draymond's a goon on the court good player but like plays the role of kind of a pest and a goon on the court and he's boisterous and outspoken like the players had an issue with each other um not saying everything they said was crazy but Steve Kerr seems pretty likable like a lot of players liked it when they were playing for him when they were winning all those games and those rings um and no one ever hears from a GM unless they're getting fired um so no I don't I don't really buy it these two guys trying to be buddies now and write their write their own history well it's good that they're they're connecting again uh, I'll, that's I good. don't really care if they connect or not. <laughs> I just think it's 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 good because I I like both of those guys, so like I'm cool with that. My thing is they put put the blame on Kerr and uh, Bob Myers, the GM, because they said Katie referenced the Last Dance when Scotty wasn't playing, um, or he sat out the that last play because he didn't get the last shot. So Kukoc hits the shot, and all the players basically called him out in the locker room afterwards. And Katie was kind of equating it to that, um, where it was kind of like the players all kind of just said to Scotty, "Like you fucked up. That was like that. That's fucked up that you did that." Um, and so they like cash it out on their own. It's kind of essentially how he was saying he wanted it to be handled. But because other people were getting involved, it was kind of like they were making it out to be bigger than was necessary. Um, it it wasn't as big a deal. Um, it's funny that he referenced um, Steve Kerr because I'm and the last dance because Steve Kerr would have been relatively familiar with that situation. I'm not sure if the timelines match up for when he was there. My my reading of it is if everyone else thought it was bad that they needed to fix it then it must've been worse than just like, Hey, these two need to hash it out because I feel like this isn't an uncommon thing. I would imagine Draymond's said shit to Katie the first couple of years that they were on the team together too. I wouldn't I doubt uh, Draymond held his tongue for two years. And this was like the first time they ever blown up at each other. So clearly there was something different about it. Um, Draymond didn't think he had done anything wrong. He wasn't ready to apologize based on that conversation. So he didn't think he was going to. Um, and if he was, I guess they were going to handle it their own way. And and that's true. I do think they probably got more involved than they needed to. 
Um, and maybe they would have been able to hash it out on their own. Um, but my read of it is, is if that many people are familiar, like all of you guys have played sports for your entire lives, you're not unfamiliar with this kind of shit happening. Um, and usually you do just let it go or slide and cause it gets hashed out on the field or in other ways. If that many people who were like worried about what was happening, it was clearly worse than, <laughs> than normal. Uh, it was beyond uh, that. And in my eyes, I don't think it was, I think it's bullshit that it was the reason he left. I think you were gone. And then this just was the final, like, if you want to say a nail in the coffin uh, about it, that's fine. It, it was, you were pissed and upset. Uh, probably the reaction of Draymond and, and maybe no one else calling Draymond out. Like maybe that was what you were pissed off about. They'd be like, Hey, Draymond, that was fucked up that you went after KD like that. And because no one did that, because they probably didn't disagree. And I don't know, there, there's something must have, there's something more going on there. So I do think it was wrong to suspend Draymond though. Like that seems bullshit, which was why Draymond said he laughed in their face when they told him he was suspended, <laughs> which I totally yeah. believe that. Who suspended him? The Which team did. You about? did. The team suspended him after the incident to kind of like help bring this, like calm the situation. It was kind of just to be like, hey, we've handled it internally kind of thing. But I think that's bullshit. Like you didn't need to suspend him for, for that. that. That's that's bullshit. Uh, depends what he did. I don't know if we'll ever know what he did and if he was in breach of contract or not in the team rules. So. I still think, you know, he is, but wouldn't be the first time. Um, so I'm sure he's not been suspended for other things in the past. Um, but yeah, I just don't buy that as being the, the main reason or, or I do think they probably could have handled it. The whole team could have handled it differently. The two of them could have handled it differently. Um, but it seems like Durant, you were leaving no matter what. That's okay. We can just say that like you were just gone and Jay mom was pissed that he knew you were out the door and wanted to see one last thing wants the Warriors fans to still like them wants the Nets fans to like them just wants everybody to like them that's fair um but it's what he wants yeah can't have your cake and eat it too but I meant your point is fair okay but uh we had um the only other uh, basketball thing uh Dennis Schroeder uh well Marcus Smart signed there's been no other like crazy news Marcus Smart's with the Celtics Kawhi signed with the Clippers like pretty standard stuff happening there the big one is Dennis Schroeder uh decided to turn down a four-year 84 million dollar offer or some insane amount of money to play with the Lakers because he was betting on himself to make some huge uh, larger contract this offseason and instead he signed <clears throat> excuse me a one-year six million dollar contract with the Celtics so unfortunately for him like still a lot of money but definitely lost uh, lost the bag, I think, as they would say. Sure, um, yeah. But the Celtics definitely benefited from that. I'll take him for oh, the yeah. for that team for for that price. Uh, no complaints from from my end. Uh, but definitely feel bad that that happened to him, uh, and definitely lost out on a lot of money. Yeah, it'll definitely be a one year thing. I don't see him resigning. I don't. The, the late the Celtics won't have the money to resign him. Nor do I think they're at the top of his priority list to resign. Um, but a great steal for one year. Um, you know, they can start small, you can come off the bench. Um, it's a long year, plugs for injuries and different things like that. So good young talent. I'm excited to have them and gotta be, gotta be the best deal in the league. It has to be. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean that price has to be the best deal in the league. And he can still um, go out and like get paid next year too if he puts up the sure. numbers this year. So still got the opportunity. Um, that's it from there. Uh, not much else going on. Um, we have baseball stuff though. Uh, we had the Field of Dreams game. Um, that's the first thing I want to address. The Yankees lost in dramatic fashion. I don't know what is in the air in Iowa, but like basically every thing was home runs. There was like <laughs> nine of them, I think. Yes, insane amount of home runs. Um, and uh, yeah, they lost on a walk off after making a comeback in the in the top of the ninth. Um, but pretty cool experience. I, admittedly, I've never seen Field of Dreams. Um, I understand the context of the if you build it, they will come. He will come. Um, the players, the cornfield, all that stuff. Like I understand that context, but it was a pretty cool thing to watch um, and kind of see the experience of that. I thought it was a fun gimmick and it got a lot of eyes onto the sport. Um, one, what are your thoughts on the game and are there other gimmicks they could do uh, in the future without it losing it? Like instead of just repeating this and potentially losing its novelty, which it sounds like they're going to do it again. Yeah, it was cool. I love Kevin Costner. It's odd. I just recently watched this movie actually again, recommend it. It was a good one. Um, like I said, I'm a big Kevin Costner fan. He's done a number of baseball movies with, you know, Bull Durham, to Love the Game. Not to Love the Game. To Love the Game, to love the game I think. And then um, Field of Dreams. So love seeing him walk out of the corn. You know, I, I think I might be one and done with this one. I don't know. It'll be cool to see it there like once a year. It'd be cool. But I think you know, good for the Yankees and the White Sox to be the first one to do it. Uh, and I think this was one of the most watched baseball game, regular season baseball games in quite a long time. Um, another shtick I love to see them do. That's actually like possible. Like we're not seeing Angels in the outfield version or Rookie right. of the Year where a kid comes in and pitches um, and, and plays on a team, but like. There's other things. I have a couple ideas, but I yeah, want to see yours. Let me a minute. So Sandlot, it's an easy one. Play in like a a Sandlot, essentially, like a dirt field would be kind of cool. Um, or go to where the Sandlot was and play. Like, I know that's like a small field, but you can make some adjustments to it. And yeah, so they did not play on the Field of Dreams field. They built another one next to it for this yeah. game when you saw in the aerial views yeah it's a smaller in the background, that was the field and then the house so it was literally on the same site which i think is very cool but they did have to build a new field for the game but i think i think that would be definitely a lot of people get into that i know even like um younger kids have seen sandlot it's a pretty famous well-known movie but i think that would be a, a fun one to see um recognizable and they can do a lot of things with that they could bring back i know ham would definitely come back he still loves talking about the movie and he's a beloved character um so you could do something there the other one that's a little bit of a stretch but i think because i like this movie would be fun is a little big league and you let a kid manage for the day yeah, I think, think that'd be cool. Might need some limitations there, but I was thinking the same thing, like a fan or a kid. Uh, yeah, because you can't do the because you can't do rookie of the year, but little big leagues like at least maybe managing like is doable. It's not like he'd be. Point, but like, hey, uh, Clayton Kershaw, you're at first base today. 
Well, I like within reason, right? Like that yeah, guy exactly wasn't. What I'm saying. The kid reason. wasn't a incompetent kid. It was just a kid happened to be the manager, and he right. just loved sports. He actually knew sports better than most of the other people. So that's kind of the. But I think that would be a fun one. Um, I was trying to think if there was something you could do with Major League. I don't think you could, because um, that's like my favorite baseball movie. I think another fun one, but it's not baseball specific, would be something uh, tied to. Um, a league of their own, if you could do something like that, but it's a little bit harder to do that. Or you make the guys wear the girl, uh, the women's uniforms and play in those, those teams. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> I like that. I'd watch that. <laughs> hey, you bring Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks would definitely come to that. So <laughs> now I would go watch a game. Tom Hanks managing. Absolutely. Uh, or Tom um, Hanks as a manager would be kind of fun. Yeah, that was, um, it's a, you know, I love the old school field. I, I was flipping through channels the other night. The Nashville is on. Um, that are really, I mean, I don't know if any of those fields are really around anymore, but like they're playing on a very old school stadium, bleachers, everything. You know, I like the nostalgia of that, but I actually looked up what field it was and it's already torn down. Um, yeah, I'm struggling with the shtick idea. Um, I don't know, those you know. Are, those are the only ones I had. Back in 2001, you know, Major League Baseball teamed up with Backyard Baseball. World Series coming up. I know they have a big relationship between the two for that sort of thing. Oh, so building one of building game. one of those stadiums or something like in the game. I believe they did do a game at Williamsport in the past. Well, I was thinking um, more of you said. Um, backyard baseball like if they built one of those stadiums from the game would be kind of cool uh, that would be cool uh there were there are some pretty cool ones in there that they could build or you know kind of play an actual backyard um yeah that'd be fun <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I that's a, that's the trick with gimmicks and stuff like that. Like the field of dreams worked out. It was a good gimmick. And then you have some of like the stuff in the past that the white Sox tried to do way back in the seventies, uh, that were terrible. Um, man, I think, I think the only other one you can really do is Sandlot. Um, I think, and I would hope that they're already thinking about that and a way to do that because they should honor that movie. It's probably one of the most famous baseball movies that's out there. I don't, I don't think the players will want to go to a dirt field like that. Yeah, I guarantee they all love that movie, though. So I think I, there'd be some. Yes, they do. But I can see the Players Association nicking that. We'll see. Um, but I also think the, the my I would love it. the which one? I would love the same. I like to see like, like old school. Like that would be very cool for me. Um, yeah. So I I like my a league of their own idea too i think that would be really fun <laughs> i do have to say i've loved kind of i believe um this minor league team has done they've done more miking up players uh, they've had players walk up to the plate with a wireless mic and announce themselves coming to the plate um the other day they had one player walk up to the plate with a caddy he um uh, took out his range finder and pointed out towards center field, took his bat out of his golf bag, handed to him, walked back to the dugout. So, you know, just kind of winging it and having fun. I do like it during spring season, spring training when they um, do mic up the players. 
Um, there was Anthony Rizzo, I believe, was pretty funny this year with Freddie Freeman being mic'd up. So, um, you know, the players have a little, like, not be so rigid sometimes. And I think more and more players are coming out of their shells, you know, pimping home runs a little more, more, more bat flips and having more fun with the game. Um, but let's, let's mic up the players some more. Just let them let them. Yeah, I think, and I'll I'll like switch my idea with League of Their Own too, because I don't think anyone buy into that. But I think um, you could do the stadium where they played at too, like the championship game, mm-hmm. that old school background, like the the uh, stands and all that kind of stuff. You might be able to do something there. But I think it's in Indiana. I guess I was just looking it up. It, it does still exist, so I could do that. That'd be kind of fun, and then have Tom Hanks be the gimmick would be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Give me some right. Tom Hanks. I'm all for that. Quick uh, Red Sox vibes check. Um... Not surprised. Like I, I think if we go back, if you go back a number of episodes, I didn't think they were going to be good this year either. I've honestly been waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, so. They were 10 and a half games up in the Yanks, and the Yanks are now a game up, and I believe leading four to one right now um, oh, as we record this. Um, so, yeah, they, they stink right now. Um, they didn't make any moves at the deadline, but they've been able to rebuild farm system very much. Recently, we talked there for a while um, after making some bigger moves. We'll see if the return of Chris Sale helps in any way. Um, also bringing back Travis Shaw, who was a big factor on their World Series team, um, but also been DFE'd by the Brewers, so obviously not having a great year. Um, but yeah, just a disappointment out of the Reds. And it's and the Yankees are winning. It's, it's crazy how they're winning. I'm not going to say they're playing phenomenally, but they're finding to win games. Um, and they get a little healthier. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, but I don't know. If, I don't even know if the East will be a factor in the playoffs really this year. Yeah, I'm staying quiet, um, despite how happy I am about this shift because it's been such a shitty year for the Yankees up to this point. Um, so, because and I know how quickly that can turn around and go the opposite direction. So I will even, despite my happiness at the situation and that you told me that the Yankees are winning even now. Uh, to potentially build on that lead, I'm staying quiet because I, I'm not confident that it will hold yet. Uh, I would need to see something for a longer period of time before I start to be like uh, laughing or happy again. <laughs> I'll weigh it off on that. Out of respect for you, um, but, but I will good. say, Giants. You know, good for you, Dom Leon. They're tearing it up out in the West, playing some good ball. So I'd love to see Dom make a playoff roster. He just closed out the game last night, so it would be good to see a local guy uh, from our high school uh, make a splash in the playoffs. Yeah, played with him on the JV team. Maybe we can he can be our first uh, guest on the pod. Maybe we could try to get him on before the playoffs or something. <laughs> That'd be cool to have him on for the run. So, all right. Hold on, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Parks and Rec. Um, we uh, got episodes 17, 18, and 19 uh, to talk about. Um, so let's get into that. So let's go with your favorite opening uh, of the three. 
Um, I like the 19 opener when they were people were auditioning. Those imp- impersonations by one guy were outstanding. And then the purred slam poetry, if it was slam poetry, did he ever start his slam po- poem? Um, was good. Wait, which one was that? I thought that was 19. I went no. Galentine's Day um, to prom to Lucy's the winery. Yeah, you had a different opening than I did? How the it, fuck is that possible? Who was your For that episode? I thought for episode 19, it was they were auditioning all the people. And then Purd tries to do slam poetry. No, I have Andy constantly sneezing. Larry's that in quarantine. That was after the opening. That's not what I had. You didn't. You must have missed the opening because I'm. It I'm, literally rolled it. over from the last episode. It like started right there. Like it. That's how. Like I wonder the if TV. It skipped it. I don't know what you have. Yeah, I don't even know. I, know, what you're I, know exactly about. I don't even remember seeing that. I know exactly the sneezing you're talking about, but that happened after the credits rolled. Oh, mine rolled into the credits. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. It was um. Well, that's one funny. All these impersonations that were absolutely hilarious. And then Purd was doing slam poetry. And it's like, I'm Purd happily. I like slam poetry. And I'm now going to do a slam poem for you where I will do slam poetry for you. Here is my second slam poem. For, and it, it, Andy was getting all freaked out. So that was my favorite one that you didn't get to see. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever seen that scene in my entire ever in a rewatch Maybe, of Parks and Rec. You watch on, what do you watch on Peacock or YouTube TV? IFC, I watch it on YouTube TV and it's either Comedy Central or IFC. Maybe so I, I usually pick IFC. Maybe I have something special for Peacock. I want, well, are you watching on Peacock? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they're doing um, like deleted scenes or something like that. I don't know. That's the first thing. Out of what we're in through six seasons, that's the first thing that I've seen different from you. Uh, you actually did mention one thing one time in an episode where you said this was one of my favorite things, and I was like, that didn't I didn't see that moment. But I was like, maybe he just maybe he liked something more than I did, or I was like, there must have been a deleted scene because I've definitely seen that happen in the Office episodes when I rewatched too. Um, it's funny. Well, I had the same episode, <laughs> but mine was you know Andy constantly sneezing. Larry being in quarantine and then the the quick uh, Chip McCap song, uh, Beautiful Like My Mom, Support Our Troops. <laughs> uh, such a nice parody of country music. Uh, all right. F- favorite uh, quote scenes, moments uh, from episode 17. Uh, you know, I got the return of Valentine's Day. Uh, um, Leslie coming out and saying now now is ladies time and April saying you sound like a tampon commercial um, and then April again when Leslie's referencing Anne and she goes oh she be Satan you mean um, the friendship rankings messed up by Leslie her pulling that stunt at the Valentine's Day thing was really messed up um, and then the whole Ron Andy dynamic is always pretty funny with the two of them together, um, and just Ron smacking the shit out of the peanut brittle out of Andy's oh, yeah. hands. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> calories. <laughs> That's it. So, but uh, 
that's what I got from that episode. Yeah, this one I didn't have as much, but I had the Andy calling shotgun and I'll call car rides forever. <laughs> it was great. Um, ben, Larry is nice. And frankly, I don't care who knows that I said that as long as no one knows that I said that. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> um, so that was good. I love the the voicemail that Ann leaves Leslie. Just, I was not taken. This, there's no one making me say this because she knew Leslie was going to go right to those things at all those moments. I just, I love that little dynamic between the two of them. Um, Ethel bringing a flask to brunch. Great. Like Ethel Beavers. Very Ethel character. Uh, Andy, when he knocks his tooth out and he goes, oh, five second rule and tries to put the tooth back. <laughs> no. <in>. No. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Leslie's favorite TV show being Friday Night Lights? Are you a fan of Friday Night Lights TV show? Um, you you probably gonna be a little upset. You have um, never seen it. I've never seen it. It's on Netflix now, and I'm going to watch it. But I have never seen the TV show. Hey, it's Anthony just jumping in here to say that if you couldn't already tell, we were having some internet issues throughout this episode. And right here, Casey's internet completely dropped out. Um, I did my best to piece the audio together to capture our convo and, and make it sound fluid. So if this next section sounds a little bit off, uh, that's probably why. Apologies. I'm surprised that she didn't just come out and say my favorite show is Westerman. Yeah, Friday Night Lights was a surprise to her, but yeah, I wasn't sure about um, that. I'm more surprised that you haven't seen it. Um, as I being into being into football, it's a good show. Even my uh, even Sam has has seen it and liked it. Uh, so you're you're behind on that. I one. will watch it. Um, so that was good. I th- I was surprised by the selection as well. Um, although I thought you'd like it though. Um, we'd be able to talk about that um ethel saying when donna and april leave for brunch and ethel being like if you do this again next year don't call me <laughs> I love very straightforward about that uh i think uh april saying i think you're fine like a solid b minus <laughs> to leslie was was a funny line and then then when he stands and declares that he likes larry um and everyone, like even Leslie's like telling him to stop. And, and Donna's like, where he's like, what is he doing? What are you doing right now? He's like, he's embarrassing himself and throwing away his career. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a great uh, line from Donna. Also, fun fact, we learned about Donna. She's had two annulments. That's pretty wild. <laughs> Very true. Wish I'm not surprised. Uh, from the yeah, she, we've gotten to get to know. <laughs> she's a wild person. Uh, baby Oliver, what do you think of the name? It's a good one. I almost feel like I knew that, but I don't think I did. Oliver Perkins Traeger, right? Yeah, it fits. I think it fits because of them talking about Olive. Uh, they used to have conversations about that. <laughs> where like, oh, is Olive a good <laughs> name? And they start to, like listing as like chickpea <laughs> and stuff like that. So I wonder if there's a callback to that. Uh, what about 18 favorite moments, quote scenes? Um the confetti was a little dramatic for Ben um, from that busting out of the drawer. Um, very funny how uh, Ben is a very different city manager than Chris Traeger was as he sits in on all these parks and rec meetings. Um, 
Oren being April's mom was pretty funny. Uh, creepy as heck walking in there and that's like my because we we've never seen did we see April parents I know we're at her house but do we ever meet her parents with um Ron I think when he shows up when she like says she quits or something like because she had messed up like in the early seasons we definitely see April's dad I think we meet April's mom um too i think they both end up coming her to the doorway um, is her mom a um what's what's ron's alter ego duke silver she was a fan of duke, duke silver. silver yeah okay um but Oren sliding into that role was pretty funny and the um, champion as her dad too yep <laughs> uh ron going to prom at 12 and then leaving early to go work at the quarry and then feeling like he outgrew the prom um was funny um this is a psychotic two episode run for leslie and i think the next episode explained that a little bit more (laughs) with her being all over the place but she is not in these two episodes um april rigging the election so andy's named the prom king and then Andy screaming at the crowd that he is a ruler and silence and then made April the queen. And they're like, how old are the two of you? Get out. Um, I think if you had combined Tom and Ben's playlists, you'd had a pretty sweet playlist for a dance. Um, and then the return of Greg Pachitis. How nice was that? That was a nice that was a a good surprise. Frickin' awesome. And then just Leslie at the end. <laughs> I forgot about him showing up again. Um, it did. It was a solid return. I, I liked it a lot. Kid played the character well. It was funny. Yeah. So. yeah. He had a small amount of screen. That was a John Ralphio moment where he had less than 10 seconds and did a lot in the 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. I had <clears throat> this Leslie meeting her high school clone and Allison because she makes binders too and blonde and into like organizing stuff and planning stuff and so her getting all excited about that Ben describing DJs as we're basically vibe curators (laughs) Um, I thought that was a funny line Uh, Andy renting a limo and going all in on the the prom like theme and everything Uh, I thought that was great Um, Leslie arguing with Ron while having helium um in her mouth too was really funny (laughs) i like just hearing her squeaky voice um we also uh it was very subtle reference days did you remember the 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 word grizzle dump or something like that when they say that to to tom about like where his music like they just mentioned this company called or they say this word grizzle just gonna say that as a company we will hear from later on um so it's kind of a very quick drop of a company name um, that we'll end up having more of a relationship with. Um, April, I, I love, how can I love someone when I hate everything he loves? <laughs> and then uh, Donna's like, well, he loves you the most. Um, Andy bragging about getting invited to a barn party and that one of the kids has a fake ID to get them booze. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Yeah. So good. Um, 
I think the reason we really see obviously the Pachitis moment, uh, I like Ron stealing the entire plate of sliders um, <laughs> for himself was good. Um, but I thought the the moment we really see why she's like kind of going out of control. Well, the first thing is she misses Anne um, and this wants that best friend. Uh, she feels like she's missing. And then here, and she's talking to Ron and they're in the principal's office and she's basically saying, She's thinking of leaving Pawnee and wants the the town to be secure. So that's why she wants um, Allison. Like she would ideally want her to take over for her and be her mentee and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I thought those were all good. Uh, episode 19, uh, quotes, scenes, moments. Um, the blueberry wine looked terrible. Um, what percentage alcohol do you think it was? Oh, I don't even know. Forty. It's hard to say because if it was too strong, Ben's character obviously was a lightweight. But if it was too strong, he would have like spit it out and he choked it right down and really yeah. liked it. Um, but wine is already sneaky. Like a bottle of wine will fuck you up. So and he had it was two. like twenty five or something. Yeah. Yeah, and. I'm trying to think. I don't even know what proofs they really put on wine bottles. Um, but two bottles of wine, regardless, that's a, you're drunk. And yeah. as drunk as Ben was. Um, but that blueberry wine, wine should not be that color. Um, yeah. I loved watching April be a sommelier and just screwing with everybody and all the re- different things she said. Um, another reference to the country song, I'll bring the girls, you bring the beer, the troops will bring the freedom. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real funny uh, spoof. Um, Leslie saying he shook her, his hand with Pete Palm. Um, then when Leslie thinks he's pregnant, she's pregnant and he's making like the the kind of the shape you make for a pregnant woman's stomach. She's like, right. how did you know I was pregnant? He's like, I thought you were getting a puppy. This is petting a dog. It's <laughs> clearly petting a dog. Um, Craig as a sommelier was pretty funny. Him going in that room that he thought was soundproof <laughs> and like losing his shit. Um, and then I, they try to leave it with, I guess, a cliffhanger, but April's pregnant, which Leslie. on top of everything, she, what? Leslie, not April. Leslie, sorry. Um, what it led, but I think this also is like the final thing you realize, like April's gone, doesn't have her best friend. Thing about leaving Pawnee, new job. Ben and her relationship moving away from here, leaving friends, leaving everything. And on top of that, she's becoming hormonal because she's pregnant. So there's a lot going on right there. And no wonder she like, if the writers are actually thinking about that for those for episodes 17 and 18 and making her like Leslie obviously is very high strung as it is, but she was like, even for herself, like on scale, uh, Leslie, like I have the police on standby for you. Like it was a whole nother level for Leslie. Um, and hats off to the writers if they like rolled this all into that final episode of finding out she's pregnant. Yeah, I think your call out of Ron kind of recognizing it too. Like I have never seen you reach this level of craziness before. Um, But yeah, I have the police on standby, whatever he said. Um, 
yeah, this one, I had a lot for this one. I love April also as a Somali, but I like the introduction. I wanted to make fun of stupid people while I get drunk, my two true passions. So Donna bankrolls her and then she introduces herself, April Ludgate, professional drinker. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then Vron asking for four bottles of, of the, he's like, this color alcohol is not on my spectrum, but he's like, but then he realizes how much alcohol is and he's like, all right, I'll take four bottles of it. Um, Andy, when they're going to this pharmacist and he's like, oh, I guess I'll just stroll through the candy aisles, but won't get any. And Les is like, you can buy two candy. He goes, two? And he comes back with a big gummy bear full of gummy bears. And he's like, this counts as one. <laughs> um, the chip, this whole chip run, chip a cap. Can someone get me one of those lunch stacks and stack them for me this time? Cheese on top or no one gets paid. Then he goes... <laughs> He gets handled the plate and he's like, oh, look at that. The cheese is on top of turkey. You dick. I want ham. <laughs> and then he throws it at his dad and he's like, your job's not that hard. Just anticipate my needs. <laughs> just pay. Just pay. Just pay. <laughs> All of the that entire like stretch run of quotes from him was great. He when he randomly shoots his dad with a, it's like if I want to randomly shoot my dad with a paintball gun, I will. And he just goes and pops him in the chest and his dad's just like, Great shot, Chip. <laughs> I love all of that. Do you know who that actor is? Are you a fan of Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham. Oh, was that who that was? Okay. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, so you can probably already guess where my um, guest um, <laughs> or whatever uh, side character appearance. Um, and then, yeah, I had the same moment of Leslie telling accidentally that she's pregnant. Um the yeah, Craig acting in the test run of Somalia was great. Um, the guy Landho, I didn't know this at the time. Um, it's a real musician. Uh, it's Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. If you've ever heard of that band, I think I have. But yeah, that's actually a musician. Um, so that's a fun like uh, guest star appearance from from that character. I figured he was uh, someone famous. He will be making appearances on my uh, Mouse Rat album that I purchased. That should be coming in October. So, like, he will be on there. Um, and I, I love the reappearance of other Ron, Ron Dunn, um, and how he tells Ben to burn the check. And Ron's like, don't burn that. That's money. <laughs> money. Uh, so, and then obviously you get the great moment where uh, Ben kind of exclaims to Leslie that he can't wait to have start a family with her and she's like well got great news for you um so a lot to learn there um but that's kind of where they left off but anything you didn't like about the episodes um, i don't know i think i guess i'm just not i'm not as invested in the characters as i thought it'd be at this point like I don't think anything like incredibly surprising has happened with Leslie and Ben since um, Leslie really ran for city council and they dropped that on us. What was it at the end of season three or season four? Like that was a huge, like, Oh snap. And now everything else has seemed to just kind of run along. Um, I'm excited for this, like for the next season to see pregnant Leslie and what dynamic that brings to the show. Um, but 
I mean, they were pretty good. I wasn't blown away by any of them. So, um, but looking forward to where we left off with Leslie and Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't have anything I, I explicitly didn't like about any of the episodes. Um, yeah. So, and then talked about it already, but favorite or best side character appearance. There's so many to choose from. This is a good stretch run for side characters. <laughs> I had to go, I know it's like 10 seconds, but I had to go Pachitis. Like, I love seeing the comeback. Um, Leslie's reaction in stapling her dress that's it was just so well done it was a perfect spot for him to just pop up again um so my hat's off to the writers to just bring that one in um i loved it yeah pakitis is a great pick Oren as april's mom another quick like run there um the the tent guy harvey had some like funny moments as well like he was kind of an interesting character um I also like that actor, Chip McCap. Obviously, I mean that's gonna be my pick, but like, because I love Bo Burnham and I just think that character is just absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, there's just so many, uh, so many in these in this stretch run of of different side characters. Like Craig is technically a side character. I thought he had a good like that Somalia episode um was good there's so much pumpkin is charlie brown <laughs> like, that was his best episode i think especially yeah, yeah. the end because he, he's driven me a little nutty as a character it's been a little too much for me but that episode was perfect for him especially the end i thought he did a great job yeah ethel was great in her run shauna again like she's a, just a hot mess like she was great in her quick appearances um and technically a side character at this point, but that was a good, like, just to see her again, like you could throw her into the mix. It's just a lot in this, in this run. Um, I've said this before. Anne has towed the line between like super side character and main character. I do eventually, like I've said, she did bust through and become like a total main character, but she did have a run there a little bit where I thought she was a little lost as a character um and then found her way back to the main character life yeah and i think it's hard when they're making like if they're showing up in the credits they're not really like a side character um but at this point she's kind of a different person um she's not really in that world you can be in you can be in the side credits and just because they want you to be a main character doesn't always make you a main character i can see what you mean by that like the show considers them a main character but I still think you can be in those main credits and have longer stretches of being sort of a side character. Oh yeah. I mean, they're definitely like Larry and Donna are more side characters, yeah. but, but in terms of the way I define side characters, someone that you're not seeing all the time. Okay. They're not like regularly I, making appearances. Then with that sort of definition, I think there were times Anne was sliding more towards a Larry and Donna. Yeah. Than that's fair. Towards the April Andy. Leslie Ben side of things. Yeah, that I totally agree with that. And the other person, uh, Ron, the other Ron too, another yeah. <laughs> side character appearance. So this is all a ton of them. Um, favorite character over the episodes. I think I gotta go Ron. Ooh, you know he takes care of Andy in episode seventeen. Again, is there to give Leslie oh, yeah. advice in episode 18 
And then again is there to give Ben advice in episode 19. So he kind of filled his role. And then even in episode 17, you still see he's a dad. He's like, I'm taking care of a 30-year-old kid, honey, but I'll be home soon. What kind of ice cream do you want? Like, um, I gotta go, I gotta go with Ron. He he played his role pretty perfectly. Yeah, that's good. I wasn't I actually thought we were gonna have the same answer for this one, but I think that's a good one. He's very fatherly in these episodes and played a, a role in um, helping characters along at different moments. I'm actually going to go with Andy here in my three. Um, yeah, just gets great advice and work gets to work with Ron. But I think the main ones are these last two prom King. He doesn't even go to, <laughs> doesn't even go to the high school and becomes prom King. Um, great, great job there. He gets one of his favorite bands to end up playing at the unity concert. So big success there gets recognized as Johnny karate um, gets to like sing with that same musician and stuff like that. So I think good stretch run. He uh, helps Leslie through the pregnancies. Like he's able to be the first person to know about that stuff. So I think that's a good, um, good stretch for Andy actually um, for him in these episodes. So I'll go with Andy on that uh, winning these three um, favorite episode. think i'll go with the prom episode um Ooh. i had my biggest laugh in that episode with pakitis i mean i'm not wait facing that all of that and then i thought the andy april dynamic was pretty good but 19 is a very close second yeah that's what i was gonna go with uh 19 flu season one um i just love that chip McCap appearance is great i love the different adventures like the ben ron dynamic the sommelier stuff Madonna, April Tom, and April. Episode, so. Yeah, so many good, the very laugh out loud moments. Um, if you've never heard Bo Burnham's parody of country songs, uh, look it up on YouTube. It is a hilarious parody of, of he actually does it in one of his live uh, stand-up shows. So like, watch it. It's, it's hilarious. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, I, just, I just really like that one. We get to find out Leslie's pregnant. So like big moments in that episode. So yeah, all in there. Um, so we have two to close out or three to close out, but like one of them's kind of like a, I think it's a double, like a part one, part two kind of episode. Um, so we got three to close out. Um, so do, what is it? 20, 21, 22. Uh, as that will be our next uh, session to talk about. So um, till then uh, we'll touch base on, any football, basketball, other sports news along the way and uh, finish up season six and head into the last. Uh, any predictions for the end of the season before we close out? She takes the job and they move. Last they go to, Indi- they go to Chicago. Last episode is her saying, Ben, we're, I'm taking this job and Ben supporting. And- and they move and go to Chicago and all that stuff. Yeah, I think, but they leave it like we don't see her in Chicago yet, but she makes the decision for them to move. Got it. Cool. That's the only prediction you have just based on that, or do you have other stuff? That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, it's not many other things. It would be like, 
is it'd be like, is Tom, uh, is like, where's everybody at? Like April and Andy aren't at like, a um, any milestones, Chris and Ann, I obviously had the baby. So that's uh, out of the way and they're not really involved in the show as much anymore. Um, I mean, Rob Lowe is obviously filming something else right now or not under contract at the moment. Cause he didn't show up in the hospital. Yeah. That's a funny reason for him not to show up though. <laughs> like it's totally, totally yeah. fitting for him. Yeah. Again, tying it back to West Wing, but a similar thing happened to West Wing. He had left after the fourth season. And then um, uh, Leo, his character actually passed away in real life and they did do a funeral for him, but he was filming somewhere. He either had a terrible injury or he was filming somewhere else and wasn't able to be in the episode. It was very noticeable that he wasn't in the episode in a similar situation that he wasn't next to April in the hospital with their baby. And you keep, you keep oh, whatever. throwing you know April's name. I know you love April. You keep throwing her name, She's making her pregnant, no saying that she's had babies already too. Like everything. <laughs> Leslie's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We, we know you love April. Um, love yeah. So we'll, we'll see how the rest of the season six uh, closes out. And then we got the, the last season after that. So um, we'll touch base again uh, soon. Thanks, everyone.